Hi, welcome to Swordnet Radio. Tonight is Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition. Before we get started, I just want to apologise, you are going to hear some sirens go off in the background every once in a while. For those of you who don't already know, we record in a fire station, and every once in a while, the boys have got to go, put out a fire, save some lives, rescue cats, whatever it is they're going to do. And we try and keep the disruption on the soundtrack to a minimum, but sometimes we just can't avoid it. If you want to get in touch with us, it's swordnutradio at gmail.com, that's swordnutradio at gmail.com. If you want to leave us feedback, that would be awesome. If you want to leave us hate mail, that would be awesome as well. If you just want to shout out on the show, just tell us your name, where you are in the world, and give us a random fact to read out. That's swordnutradio at gmail.com. Or you can hit me up on Twitter, it's at swordnut. Or if you are clever, you can find us in other places. Last time, we met the party. They jumped around in time a fair bit, but the summary is, five days ago the city was announced to be under martial law. Some of the party decided to go and help the people who lived outside the city to move their stuff inside. However, Bleak decided that he would use the opportunity to scarper. The rest of the party spotted him trying to leave, and each for their own reasons took exception to him going. They headed him off at the pass, and attempted to convince him to stay. The whole thing was rendered moot when an enemy army marched into view. Five days later, and the building that the party is staying in collapses into a pit. They do their best to escape the building, but are beset by attackers. They defend themselves, and in the process, tap into new skills and abilities they did not know they possessed. They also discover something disturbing about their attackers. Okay, I'll get out of your way now. Let's let the crew introduce themselves. Starting on my left. I'm Adam A. I play Gimbal Galloglass, diminutive bard. I'm Tom, and I play Karahad, a dwarf fighter. I'm Mike, I play Bleak, a half-breed rogue, and I have inspiration. Hi, I'm Adam, or Biddy, uh, I play Rue, and I'm a human warlock. I'm Paul, I'm a DM, and I'm kill you all tonight. One of the first things we're going to talk about is the background noise, which is shit. Um, I'm trying something to cut that out, but they are apparently doing something with pumps. Yeah, it's a pump attached to the fire engine, they're doing some tests on it, so... So, we are probably going to have a whine in the background. Um, so, but if I can't filter it out and there's loads of music on the background, you know why. <laughs> but, but it is a wine that potentially could save lives. It is, so, yes. Let's not know. complain. It's night time, and you're staring into a hole with... Wait. Sorry. <laughs> you're staring into a hole with things in it, which appear to be people and you've just been fighting them. But peering into this hole, you've just seen scales on their skin. You know, lull in the fighting. But around you, the world is falling apart, literally. Holes are opening up everywhere. There's about a dozen. If you make that dirty, dear God. <laughs> I, I, um, just say there's holes opening up everywhere. It's an epidemic. I'm disappointed in you. I'm not angry, I'm, I'm not. disappointed. It's going to keep me entertained for a while, that. And these guys are streaming out of there and dashing into buildings. God, do you want to get out of your system now? So these guys are dashing into buildings. They're starting to carry people out. And you can see over in the main marketplace where the largest pit has opened up, at least 20 of these guys, these attackers, have come out and they've gone into buildings all around the place and they've come out carrying kids, women, men, anyone that, that didn't put up a fight, essentially. They've sort of hauled them out of buildings and they're starting to disappear down these holes again. What do you want to do? Can I make a roll to see if we, any of us, well, if I know, are the people coming out of the holes the same people who are attacking the city? Yes. Well, you can roll for it or you know that there is. 
the people coming out of these pits. Yeah, because Adam's just desperate to use his new, di- new dice. I know, I'm just thinking, because we don't actually know who's attacking the city, do we? You... And I'm assuming if we've been being attacked for the last couple of days, we may have like stuck a peek over the wall or something to see who's attacking. There might be rumours. Yeah, okay, so what's this? Um, investigation, insight... How are you finding this out? Is yeah. this stuff you already know? Is this stuff you want to figure out now? I suppose this is is matching up what I know now with lizard guys with what I may already know about the people outside the wall. That will be a history. Oh, okay. That's intelligence history. That's not too bad. Okay. History, which is... <laughs> Fuck off. Um, roll. For all those listening at home, my brand spanking new dice that I have never rolled before has just rolled a one. <laughs> first ever Maybe one. it's just getting a natural one. Um, luckily, I get plus two on it, so a whole whopping three. <laughs> so you you know nothing. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you're I'm, not an idiot, but at the moment you're a bit stressed. I know scaly men make good handbags. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> yep. What what I can tell you is that they are wearing red, of which the the attackers that you know are happening, that the people you did see earlier are also wearing red. That's right. just an obvious thing. You're not going to miss that. Gimbal's just sort of going to tug on Rue's sleeve and just be like, what's going on? What's, what the hell's going on? Duh. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the same boat. I'm, I'm yeah. just like... Um, so, without a hole, <laughs> okay, um, or they free-flowing in and out? The ones that have come out of this hole, that seems to be it. There's some. There's, there's half a building in this hole. Okay. And it's kind of lying across it. So at the bottom where the passageway is, or you would assume is the passageway where they've been coming out of, um, they can come out of both sides. So they're no longer coming your way, they're coming up the other way. And you have seen some come out of there and then just hightail it. Okay. Um, I'm going to stealth, uh, stealth it up the uh, collapsed uh, building and actually see if I can see what's going on on the surface. So you're going to try and actually scale this building yes. and get the eagle eye. Mm-hmm. All right then. Could you make me an acrobatics check, please? Dexterity acrobatics. It's a fourteen. That's a fourteen. Um, as you're going up this building, tell me how you're going up the building. Where where is it you're using to, to go up? Um, obviously, some of the bricks are still intact, and I'm guessing so it's, it's stone and timber. So yeah, stone. stone so I'm using the stone, the, the moulds of the stone and the timber to kind of get footholds and just pull myself up and over, over the roof. Going up the bit that's um, partially collapsed, or you're going up the side that's... The one that, the part that looks the safest. The safest, okay. You're going to get um, all the way up to the roof overhang. So this building, you imagine sort of 16th and 17th century buildings that are kind of like leaning out into the street. Um, it's one of those. So you, you get up fairly, fairly easily to the, the first floor because it's not that far off the ground. Uh, you shin up, uh, you get up to the roof, and there is a, a pretty severe overhang in this roof. And you're going to have some problems okay. up there. I'm going to ask you to make a strength check as you have to pause halfway up. So you're sort of gripping on by your fingertips. You're not quite making this 15 climb over. But you manage to grip it with 15, hang out there enough, get your balance, and scarper up onto this roof. Okay. So you've got uh, a weather eye out. You're standing on top of this this building. Do you want to make an, do you want to make a perception check and do it with advantage because you've got a height? One, natural one. Twenty. <laughs> one followed by twenty, so nat twenty. So you know all. All right. There are a few fires started. So they're going in to buildings. They've got torches lit. Some of them. Some of them don't. There doesn't seem to be any pattern to it. They're just coming up everywhere. 
but the one in the marketplace is the hole in, in itself isn't actually much larger than the rest of the holes but they've obviously seen that this is the one that is in the best place so they're streaming out this thing you can see that the walls are still under attack so people aren't coming off the walls you can see that in fact because this has happened over the course of what the last minute and a half two minutes that defenders on the walls still are not turning to look even. They're, they're preoccupied with what they are doing on the walls. You can see that people are now, uh, as people are starting to scream, as being carried out, the men that are taking them are, are taking pains to keep them quiet. So you hear muffled screams, but you don't think those are going to reach the walls. So I assume these things aren't talking to each other? These things? Yeah. Because we don't know what they are. And we say, um, you haven't heard them communicate with each other yet, but you wouldn't be able to hear a, a conversation several streets away. Likewise, Bleak isn't going to be able to hear if they're saying things at all, but you can definitely hear when someone's going like, ah! and then it being cut off. But there are still screams happening inside buildings, but you don't think that this is filtering up to the guards on the walls. Can I investigate one of the bodies of one of these men that we've killed? You can. However, mm-hmm. with a 20 again, they're all wearing red. Mm-hmm. They don't seem, seem to be wearing any livery, but they are sort of like they're sort of wearing normal clothing slash armor slash whatever the hell they've got. But there's like there's a red theme to it, which you can tell because you have dark vision. What you can see, however, with your dark vision and your nat twenty, is that it's fucking everything. <laughs> yeah, is that where they're disappearing off into places which aren't lit. You can see them now. Dark vision isn't really a thing. Dark vision in this world has been something that happens rarely. As the races have been growing further apart and racial abilities have been coming back and forth, like stone cutting, for example, you're the only dwarf. As far as you know, this is the only thing you know. This, you're the only dwarf who's got this. You, this, you don't know it by a name. You just know that the, the stones talk to you in a way. Um, or you know how to ask the right questions, as it were. Like a master mason would, maybe. But you just do it naturally. So the dark vision thing, if you... The, you have characters who have dark vision is a thing that you probably didn't know was unusual until something happened in your life where it was really dark and you saw something really easily and someone else went, how the fuck can you see anything here? You're like, oh, it's like daytime, what are you talking about? You know, it, it's that that kind of rare. You know, it, it would have been remarkable. So you're seeing these things scamper around. You're seeing these guys. They're, they're always in small groups. None of them are on their own. But they seem to be doing really well in the dark. You would guess that they can see in the dark. So even when they don't have torches, and it seems to be random whether they do or don't, it doesn't seem to make a difference to how well they're getting around. How far am I, am I from the wall? That is a question I'm going to ask you. So you've climbed this building. In the meantime, while you're doing that, what's everyone else doing? Biddy? I'm going to investigate one of the dead bodies that we've killed. So you're going to get down into this pit? Mm-hmm. Okay. 16. With a 16, these guys are dressed in the manner of a Kosovari peasant. You can see that the one, in fact, that you are that you are concentrating on. You can see that the left side of his face, from the eye down towards his neck, and then disappearing under his shirt, is made up of scales that have sort of red fading to green. You can also see how was it sixteen? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you can see that he's he's got a lot of dirt on him, like he's been digging. He's not particularly well armed. In that you know he's got a, a pretty cheap sword. Still going to do the job, but it's a pretty cheap sword. Uh, he's got a sling on him, he's got no money on him, uh, it's cheap clothing. You can see that his eyes are yellow in the iris, and instead of a round pupil, it's a slit pupil, a vertical slit. And his 
teeth are slightly pointing. You examine just one body, or you have a look at a few more? Might as well have a look at there's a couple. couple. Yeah. I'm going to say that you, you've gone to town on one, but not all of them, but you mm-hmm. can tell that um, these guys are actually dressed identically. They're wearing the same everything. Mm. But that's, well, that's what you can pull off that. What's Gimbal and Karahad doing? <laughs> uh, Gimbal is <laughs> panicking. He's, uh, he doesn't know what's going on. Um, he's a bit dazed from the knock on his head, so he's not really being very insightful about anything. He's mostly just uh, in shock at all these like things coming out of the hole in the ground. He's um, seen Bleak disappear off of the wall. Um, Ruse investigating one of the bodies. He's going to... Um, can I see the marketplace from where I am? I'm going to say yes, you can. Okay. I'm, I'm just going to sort of like wander off towards the marketplace to investigate. You're just going to wander off on your own? Just wander off. They don't know quite what I'm doing. I'm going to say take a point of inspiration because that's that's kind of a stupid thing to do, but it's it's along what your character would be doing. So take a point of inspiration. Take a silly bead. <laughs> and too bad I'm not made of jelly. I was planning on giving you some inspiration to give you some really good in, um, descriptions of your powers and things, uh, of your spells last session, but that'll do for that one. Cool. You're going to wander off while he climbs up, just sort of like slightly wobbly. <laughs> so what's the marketplace to investigate? Yeah. Okay, Karahad, what are you doing? Um, I'll do the complete opposite then. <laughs> so you're just gonna let him wander off? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll be too busy keeping watch over the uh, the other guys, seeing if anything else comes up. Um, tries to attack us. There's a lot lot going on. Just trying to also see if any more of this building starts falling or whatever. Okay, so you're gonna make a perception check. And you're also looking at the building to see if it's going to fall down. So roll one perception with advantage. Fifteen. Okay, this building's not really going anywhere unless someone starts kicking at it. And you've got your work cut out for you, just keeping track of everyone. Because you've got one guy disappeared down this pit, you've got another one just toddling off somewhere, <laughs> and another one who's just cl- uh, climbed a building, so... Chaos. Yeah. Okay. You know what's going on. Um, I'm going to come back down. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to explain to the rest of them what's happening, what, what I've seen. And I'm going to suggest we go after the bard before he gets himself into any trouble. <laughs> and then we need to get out of here. Quickly. I likewise will share what I discovered about the bodies. Because you're all talking um, and info-dumping people, this is going to take a little while. Even if you're explaining it very quickly. Little Gimbal has plenty of time to get himself in trouble. Adam... Would you roll me a flat d20, please? Let's see how lucky you are. Eight plus. No, would, would it be in nope. Eight. It's just flat eight. You are not lucky. Mm-hmm. You're going to run into. Luckily, you're only going to run into one guy. He's holding a torch. He's going to come round the corner and he's going to come right into your face. So you're surprised uh, because you're just wandering off and you are dazed and all that sort of stuff. So he's going to get the first hit off. So he's automatically going to get initiative on you. This, so as this guy rounds the corner, gets the drop on you as it were, and what he's going to do is he's going to uh, raise his fist and he's, 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 he's holding his sword and he's going to just try and pound you with the pommel. So describe how this goes off. Gimbal, sudden shock, this guy's right, right up in his grill, sudden burst of adrenaline, he sees the sword go up, as an automatic thing he just sort of flings up his hand in a sort of, uh, no, gesture. There's a flash of light, and he casts Blade Ward. Until the end of my next turn, I have resistance against bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage dealt by weapon attacks. He's going to take a swipe at you. That's going to be a 16 to hit you. 
Yeah, I'm on armor class 13. Okay, and it's going to do 4 points of damage, so you take 2. So he's going to hit you in the face, but <laughs> some of this energy... Back to being dazed. <laughs> some of this energy coming towards you sort of flares up around his fist. It just seems to... Instead of going straight towards your face, it kind of glances off, so you know, it just catches you on the side of the head, but a glancing blow, so he's not going to knock you out. Cool. How many points for that? Five. Cool. I'm going to say that you now have a turn. Cool. Okay, um, well, I'm still holding my rapier, so I'm going to do the only thing that you can do in that sort of situation, and I'm just going to take a slash at him. Sixteen. is going to get him. Excellent. Do some damage. Eight. Uh, that's actually going to take this mook out. Cool. So let's say that I just happen to slash high, catch him across the neck, jugular vein, uh, carotid artery. I'm covered. I'm literally splattered head to toe in blood. So you have been reading your Giganti. He has not been reading his Capybara. Fair enough. So yeah, you managed to take this guy out. He's, he's bleeding on the streets. However, his friends do not take kindly to that as they come around the corner, and there are four of them Ouch. coming your way. Everyone, roll initiative, please. <laughs> Me as well, or am I already in? Uh, you roll as well. Eleven. Mm-hmm. Fifteen. Yeah. Four. Four. Six. Six. Cool. All right. We're not doing well tonight. <laughs> so these two guys are going to come up to you. The first thing they see, which is you standing, which is, sorry, it's his gimbal standing at the end of this alleyway over the corpse of their friend, and they are going to charge and... They are about 30 feet away, which is all of their movements, so they're going to sort of get almost up to you. Do you know what? That's too easy. Um, they've got 30 feet of movement, so they're going to move up to you, and one of them, again, is going to attempt to bash you with the hilt of his sword. And he's going to miss, just flat-out miss. <laughs> his friend, however, is going to, is going to take a, a swipe at you, and he's going to get 15. Oh, yeah, that is. Three points of damage. you still got Blade Ward up? Well, it's, um, it was only until the end of my next turn. My, my next turn was when I flashed the first guy in the throat. So. Yeah, we were doing it off thing, so we'll, we'll do it as this is still in play, so you oh, can right. take the turn down. Cool, yeah, so... In fact, no, fuck it, yeah, no, that was your turn, so I'm, yeah. I'm being too nice. I'm mean, <laughs> yeah. far too nice as a DM. You're taking three damage. That's fine. <laughs> that, that's kind of the way I figured it. And make a constitution saving throw. Uh, Eleven. Yeah, plus one. So it's a twelve? Yeah. Alright, so he hits you and you stagger back a bit, but you've not been knocked out. Cool. Room! What's going on? You're about 60 feet away at this point. Uh, guys, where's, uh, where's Gimbal? Anyone? I think we might have to go for him. Oh, God. Jeez it. Okay, <laughs> I, I will amble as quickly as I can, but I still have a bad ankle, so I'm still moving at 15. So I'll move up as close to him as I can, and as my action, I'm going to cast Armour uh, Agathis on me. Describe what that does. You are on me, which is a protective magical force surrounds me, uh, manifesting as a spectral frost that covers myself and my gear. I gain five temporary hit points for the duration, and if a creature hits me with a melee attack uh, while this is active, they suffer five cold damage. So give yourself the five temporary hit points, mm-hmm. and then describe what happens here. It's the first time this has happened to you. I'm fearing for my friend, and very much in the same way in which I um, anger towards the, the creature manifested the frost um, frostbite ability, this fear manifests itself as a, as a cold 
foreboding feeling in the centre of centre of the pit of my stomach, and and from that is where this sheen of ice radiates from and covers my entire body. So I still feel very scared and fragile, but a bit confused as to why I'm now suddenly covered in frost, and actually very very concerned that I've just accidentally cast frostbite on myself. I don't <laughs> realise at this point what it's done. Cool. Take a point of inspiration. Cool. Thank you. Let's pick something frosty, shall we say? Okay. Yeah. So if you if you are doing that, uh, that is your entire movement at fifteen feet. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. That lasts for an hour, by the way. Okay. Noted. Mm-hmm. So gimbal. Gimbal's going to do the sensible thing. He's uh, sort of got a bit more in the zone now after his adrenaline rush, even though he has just like, nearly taken nearly had his face bashed in. Um, he's going to basically try and keep facing the, the bad guys, and he's going to sort of back up as far as he can. So you're going to take the disengage action, which is going to mean that your moves do not provoke attack opportunity, so you can move your speed mm-hmm. without provoking attack opportunity, which is 25 feet, I see. Oh yeah, speed 25, yeah. 25, cool. so you can get 25 feet back towards the way you were going. Cool, yeah. Yep. Um, which means that you're now 60, 45, 30 feet away from Rue. Cool. Okay. Bleak? I am going to go full stealth, unsheath my hand crossbow and start walking towards um, the commotion. And I'm going to walk the full 30 feet, which should take me into hand crossbow range of one of them. Okay, make yourself a stealth check, please. Ten. Which is an opposed check, let's see what there... That's a tie, which goes in your favour. But you've just taken the hide action. So you can go 30 feet as your move, mm-hmm. brings you into range, but you may not fire a bolt. That's fine with me. Cool. Karahad. Um, I want to go into folk hero mode. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's do this. <laughs> I want to hit somebody with my longbow. <laughs> uh, what's the range of your longbow? Oh, I'm going. It doesn't say. Well, it says here, and it is... Um, I've got a short bow, and my range is 80 to 320 feet. I want one of those. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a long bow, 150 feet to, uh, to 600... Uh, nine. Nine. Um, nine. Nine total? Yeah. Uh, you can thunk a, an arrow into, a, into the timber frame of this building behind these guys. Bad guy number one, or Kotovari soldier number one, is going to let's see what's happening. So he he's just uh, he's just known he's he's been attacked. This isn't really going that well. Um, they've got this guy in front of them that they wanted to take. They thought you were a child, easy target. Turns out you got friends, uh, and one of their friends is dead. So what they're going to do is one of them is going to bend down, take out his dagger, and he's going to plunge it into the top of his fallen comrade's head, and then he's going to run. And both of and him and his friend are actually going to run back down this alleyway, disappear. So they've disengaged from combat? Yes. So we don't we get a chance to attack back? No one's in melee range. I had it, been, but I was... Is really... it only in melee? Only in melee. Okay. So um, he plunges his dagger into his, his friend's head, and his fallen comrade's head, and he runs, and his friend runs with him. What was that stick? Gimbal's sort of going to just, like, turn around... Look at his friends and just be like, oh. <laughs> uh, shrugging. You're, you're bleeding from the head. You've got, you've got red on you. <laughs> 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 so Gimbal's going to be like, 
like where, where he was hit before, he's going to raise his hand, like, pull his hand away. He's going to see he's covered in blood, like not just on his hand where he's just touched himself, but literally covered up to the elbow sort of thing. He's going to take one look at it and just pass out for a second. And it's daytime. <laughs> <laughs> it's been two days since martial law was declared and the foul blood was cleared. What are you all doing? Um, Getting very drunk in the tavern. Mm. What, what tavern are we in? Uh, the collapsy tavern. I, I, can, I think that's somewhere yeah, local. Yeah, yeah. The one so that you were in the Coral establishment, you were in a tavern. Oh, sorry. So, uh, so we established that you were in a tavern that collapsed. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Okay. Yeah, a place where we had lodgings because none of us are really local, and I've been employed in this local tavern before. Mm-hmm. Um, this tavern is called the Gauntlet, oh, and nice. its sign is a single plate gauntlet um, surrounded with a, a white flash. You, you, you know, as a, as a barred gimbal, um, having been here for a while, that this is actually the healing hand of this knight errant that you were talking about earlier who inspired you to heal Bleak. Yeah, nice. I'm going to say that I'm currently at the bar. I'm about to roll something. And I want the seventh thing the seventh thing at the back of the bar from the left. Seventh thing from the left? Yes. Piece of shit. <laughs> um, this, this all plays to my I am wanting to always try new things so I just pick things randomly. You have orders the finest bottle of wine in the place, which costs ten gold. Oh, okay. <laughs> Never leave it up to the DM. <laughs> that is the seventh thing down. Farewell. <laughs> I would like a nice clean glass, then, please. You pay for the bottle. Yes. Yeah. Why the hell not? Oh, he's definitely going to give you a clean glass. Yeah. It's a, a sort of a, a greenish cast glass to it, so it's not the finest thing in the world, but you know. Not often you get a glass in a place like this. Friends, you can't have it all, but if you want to try some, get yourself over here. Barman, four small... Uh, sorry, three small glasses, please. Three? Three. Who's not partaking? Me. No, no, I, I've, I've got my nice wine glass. Oh, right. three for the rest of them. Okay. I've just bought the most expensive bottle of wine now. I'm going to drink the majority of it myself, but I'm a nice guy. You know, I like to share experiences, so, you know. Why is everything dirty? For the benefit of the listeners, I don't know if it's the benefit of the listeners at all, every time Mike says way, <laughs> it is because he has seen something filthy. And he does it so often, I think there's something going on in his mind that I don't want to know about. Yeah, you'd really want to know. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you get a really nice bottle of wine. Red. And That's a nice bouquet. I'm not that keen on it, to be honest. <laughs> okay. It's a bit of a disappointment. Yeah, it's, it's got a lot of tan in it. Mm. Um, so we're drinking. Who's drinking? I am. Uh, yeah. But also, let's be very, very drunk. Uh, I'm, I'm a very small person. It doesn't take a lot to get me drunk. I'm also going to be rather drunk. Um, of one bottle of wine. Oh, uh, no, no, no. This, at this point, that's, that, was, that was my new round at the bar. Oh, it's it's not, We've been here a while. But not just that, but Gimbal is, like I said, a very small person. So he's not going to have drank a lot in order to get very drunk. Roll me a constitution check. Constitution saving for instance. all of us. Yes, please. Eleven. Everyone except the dwarf. Twenty-two. Six. Okay. Gimbal is getting slightly merry. You seem to have a hard time imbibing enough whilst doing your bardly duties. You seem to be sort of too preoccupied with uh, singing and doing other stuff. Funnily enough, I'm just in the middle of writing a song for the tavern. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Holy shit, he really is as well. Yeah. Wow, okay. That's cool. Uh, Rue, you you are getting slotted. That's probably why you didn't bat an eyelid at this ten goals bottle of wine. Mm. Yeah, that that would buy you lodgings, really good lodgings, for a week. <laughs> no. Um, so this this bartender thinks his Christmas has come early. Bleak, what did you roll? Twenty-two. Twenty-two. Not touching you. I want it to be. <laughs> I'm drinking more and more. I'm gonna say you can be tipsy, but it's not gonna mechanically affect you. Kara, okay. have you been trying to get drunk? Trying. It's not been working. No. You just seem to be able to put this stuff away. <laughs> you have no idea. You, you think, That's true. You know, you, you know that these guys aren't necessarily lightweights, and you know that you should have been drinking enough to have made you drunk, but it hasn't. It's just not. Probably got hollow legs. <laughs> what are our activities? What are we doing to fill the days here? The last two days I've spent it mostly getting drunk and trying to pick fights, but no one's wanted to actually uh, cross the uh, martial law. Not, 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 not the martial law, they've not wanted to cross the uh, guards that are on duty. So you've been trying to pick fights? Yes. Um, do you want to roll me flat d20? Five. Five. Bloody hell. Alright then, so you have actually managed to get yourself in two fights. And you were picked up by the guards each time. The first time, they let it go. The second time, they knew you were a troublemaker. They have fined you two gold pieces. Cool. It is a big offence. Normally, fines are in silver, because they're supposed to be you know, things for common people. But during martial law, you don't pick fights. So you've been fined two gold. I've given them three and told them to keep the change. <laughs> Gimbal, in his um, ever-helpful, good-natured style, has been combining his time singing in the tavern, trying to cheer people up, and helping around town wherever he can. So helping move stores, um, bringing arrows to the soldiers on the walls, carrying food, water to those who need it. Carrot, I've been helping out with the families that I helped um, a few days ago, and also um, looking after our own supplies, okay. making sure no one, no one nicks our own things. Just been caught a mastering helping yep. people out there front centre. Let's let me see here. Um, how how have you been helping people out? You've been looking after people, making sure they're all right. Well, the, the families that I was helping when I had like barrels and you know like all the kids and stuff. So I've been helping them out, like set up uh, beds and things, um, cooking food, just helping people out as well because there's a lot of rumours going round and gossip about what's coming. So just helping keep people calm as well. This family is the Oak family. There's there's only a mother, and that's that's Jane. <laughs> She's had three kids. Uh, they are between the ages of two and seven. Husband's dead. You want to name the kids? Let's have some names for these kids. We've got three names. Two girls and a boy. Heather. Two boys' names. Come on, people. There are five men in this room. <laughs> Jake and Daniel. I was trying to think of the ones you said you hated. <laughs> I remember. So you've got Jane, Jake, Heather and Daniel. Uh, they, they've got themselves settled. They have found themselves in a spot of bother. There is a, a man who has made themselves known to this family, who has demanded money, lest they be beaten up and have their uh, stuff taken off of them. Mm. They've told you about this guy. Giving you a, a description, what are you going to do with that information? 
tell me. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we keep in you. <laughs> yeah, share with the group, yeah. Definitely. Okay, Bleak, you are instantly going to recognise this, uh, the description. However, I want everyone else to make, um, make me a history check, please. 17. 20, not natural. Nice one. Um, you both have had your ears close enough to the ground. You've known Bleak long enough and seen various people around. You instantly recognise the description of this man. It is Boatman Barnes. You have no idea if that's his real name. That's what everyone calls him. And he is the local fixer. Or one of them, at least. He's also a massive prick. <laughs> <laughs> he is indeed a complete prick. And he is shaking down families all over. What are you going to do about it? Just go throw this at you. We fuck him up. Just go throw it out there. Gimbal's going to... Just see what sticks here. Gimbal's going to be... Um, I, don't, I don't really think that we should hurt him, but we should definitely stop him from hurting these people. It's a good point. We can, yeah, we can fuck him up, or is that going to stop him? Or is he just going to... do it well but enough. Nobody would make me feel so much better. Mm. It worked so well in the last game, just going in all kinds of places. <laughs> it did. <laughs> 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 Nothing went wrong at any point in time with that. I'm with him on this one. Let's set fire to him. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, oh, actually, that's quite good. You could set fire to him, and then I could frostbite him, which would essentially... You cannot. Because the, the oh. way you did that was the first time that happened. You're right. Ah, okay, so I can't do that. Okay. Um, Where are they staying now? Sure, you can't do any of these things. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Just going to have a word of it. What are we doing? What's going on? I've just been told this, I'm just going to get up and I go to the waterfront. And I'm going to like gather my my belongings, shop some to me. I'm going to grab Gimbal and pull him with me. Does this guy, uh, does he act alone? Has he got heavies? How does it work? He usually has lookouts. But they're not they can be short. They don't run too much. Mm-hmm. So you know where to go. Yes. You know this guy's hideout. You, know, you probably worked with him at some point. So you know that to find uh, Boatman Barnes, you need to go to one of the warehouses down near the river. It's near the west. Sorry, it's near the east gate, the east river gate, because the, the rivers can be sort of like you know, there's portcullises that can come down and close off the, the river channel, so water can still go through and all sorts of stuff. But um, people and boats can't get through. This is a a warehouse with an overhang over the river. So a, a small barge or something can come underneath and be offloaded straight into the warehouse. It's essentially a, a three-storey height building, rectangular plan, and it is surrounded on three sides by other buildings with only a narrow gap between, no actual alleyways or streets in between them. Can I read for any thieves symbols on the building? You most certainly can. Roll it, please. You want to roll me a perception? 19. There is the normal sign for a fence, and there's a sign uh, on it at the moment which is it makes it clear that it's not open for business. Okay. Is there anything about who's possibly the fence? Is it? doesn't identify anyone, it just says this is somewhere you can fence stolen goods. Okay. So it's just a symbol. I assume you've come close enough to, to see the. Uh, this this would be on the doorway. So you're going that Yeah, close. yeah, we're, we're walking up. I'm going to. Obviously, look for the uh, can. Is that the right 
terminology. Yeah, the, the, the thieves can't. Can't is a language, but I'm, I'm using it to mean that you know various signs and right. Okay. Oh, yeah, I'm walking. Um, I've noticed uh, the signs. Because it's not telling you much. I'm just gonna place by you. I'm, I'm gonna suggest that Karahad goes in first, and I back him up and just look like not menacing. Yeah, can I push him in first? Are we going, what, going into our world with this guy, or are we just going in guns blazing? Well, crossbows blazing. I'm going to suggest we talk, <laughs> we, we let Karahab talk first. If we don't get the, the right response, then... Then I shall go with you. I'm going to tell Gimbal just to, to stand back and keep an eye out in case we get um, ambushed. Cool. So, marching order. Karahad... You behind Karahad, yes. so uh, Karahad, Bleak, Rue, and Gimbal bring up the rear, looking out behind. <laughs> <laughs> just, just don't. Yeah, um, in your end, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that word. You're going to find that the door is locked. Eve's tools. You're going to pick the lock? As you're watching out at the moment... Gimbal, do you want to roll me a perception? Sorry, I, I shouted Thieves Tools then, but I have no idea actually how they work. <laughs> Fifteen. You're going to bend down to, you're going to go onto one knee to pick this lock. Yes. What it is is a dexterity check and you get to add your proficiency bonus because you're using Thieves Tools. Fourteen. Fourteen, it's fine. You're going to sort of get away and you're going to hear a slight click. And then from above, in the overhang of this building, you're just going to hear someone very uh, quietly and conversationally speaking about not, not, not hush, they're just very conversational. Well, what are you doing? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Who's there? You're going to look up, and it is a guy that you know by the name of Brassbeck, who's a low level enforcer type guy, brought in for a bit of muscle, and he is, um, or you know, when you need a throat cut, and he is perched up in the overhang of this building where there's a, uh, a, a sort of a, a bent beam coming out uh, like, like a half circle type beam coming out to support this overhang uh, and he's just sat up there How long have you been there? <laughs> long enough <laughs> is What it just are you, you doing? Is it just you up there? He's just going to give you a look like Really? It's, a, it's just a question Is it just you or is Barnes up there? So Brass Bay's going to Look down at you with this look on his face. Is why are you asking questions? Why are you picking a lock? Why can't you just knock, like civilized folk? I'm a, I'm I'm a rogue. I pick locks. Can we come in, please? Nothing. I'd like to roll intimidation check. No, sorry. I'd like to intimidate him uh, by if you don't answer me, I'm going to put a bolt through the middle of your skull. So, first of all, firstly, you, you've just said, can we come in, please? Yes, and yeah. then you've ignored me, so I'm, I'm going to say, you have answered me, I'm going to put a bolt in between your eyes. I think what my friend here is trying to say is, uh, we'd quite like to have a word with Mr. Barnes, please, if that's okay. If it's convenient, of course. As he raps on the side of the building. Gimbal's sort of noticed them chatting away. He's just got a little one wander over, like, what's going on? At this point, Brass Bay is actually going to disappear up into what looks like a trap door underneath, uh, you know, uh, just above where he was sitting. Going there, you hear the sound of a bolt being drawn across. 
um, and some scuffling inside the building. He's obviously coming down. And you hear the door start to unlock. What do you do? Well, I want to wait to see who opens it and then <laughs> wait to see if we get invited in. We could also be uh, welcomed with a crossbow bolt through the face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to get ready with my shield. I'm going to give the... For the benefit of the listeners, Mike was making a very bad attempt at Special Forces hand signs. So you're on one side, and I'll do this side too. Mm. And I'm going to get my... Um, hand cannon out of my destiny. Uh, my hand crossbow, and I'm going to aim it where I think the head's going to be. So as it opens, I'd like to know if it's pointing at someone's head. If so, I would like to fire. It does swing open, but there's no one in front of the door. Okay. Down. Okay. What are we doing? Going from a bright outside street into a dark room. Yes, I'd like to... Uh, Rob's... Uh, sorry, I'm doing your... Uh, I'd like no, to know no, what's going on with this. You want to know what's going on? Yeah. Uh, then, yeah, you're going to roll perception board, please. You can say that you want to roll a skill. I was going to say. No, no, I, I don't want to, like... Uh, because I've got dark vision, would I get advantage on this? No, you don't get disadvantage. Cool. Shit. Or I have Thir- no idea what's going on. Thirteen. Six. Because yeah. it's a dark room, I roll with advantage. Nope. Seven, so... Because it's a dark room, you don't roll with disadvantage because you've got dark room. Right. It's still high contrast. So Gimbal is going to be the only one to actually properly see into this building. The rest of you are kind of looking in, and it's still it's too high contrast between the outside and the inside. But Gimbal's just got like, got his, you know, his his eyes shaded, whatever you know. His, his bandana sort of falls in up over his eyes a bit to, to give him a couple, a couple of folds over the yeah. forehead. He's going to see inside this building, and you can see just it just goes way back, and there's stacks of things all over the place. There's um, racks and things like that. You can see it's, it looks like the inside of a warehouse. Can't see anyone. Let's go in. Well, oh, can, can, <laughs> before we go in, can we just make a decision? Are, are, are we going to try and kill the first people we see, or are we going to like out loud? I am. I'm saying this in a hushed tone to the group. Make stuff check. Five. No. <laughs> Adam doesn't like. I am dice. just wondering whether we should try and kill these people or talk to them. Because you have been getting hammered all day. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> so yeah. How are we going about this? Pickle. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to set fire to them. We're going to set fire to them. Okay, fair enough. So long as we're all on board. <laughs> we're going to set fire to you! <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. From inside the building. Open door. I'm just going to walk in then. Yeah, let's start looking around. So you're going to take point? Yes. Taking point? Alright then. Um, so you're going to walk into this building, describe how you're going to do this, what's what's going on, describe this bust as it goes down. Trying to be as, as stealthy as possible, while being a little bit drunk. <laughs> Tripping over things, shh, <laughs> try and creep into the warehouse with the hand crossbow, not cannon, raised, and I'm just like, trying to James Bond it through. Alright, so uh, this door opens, as you look at it, it opens to your left. Um, so you're going to go in and sort of try and ghost in onto the right. Yes. And you come right up against the chest of a very large man. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Dave. <laughs> His name's Jack. <laughs> Jack. You. How are you? How are the kids? And he just looks down at you and he's got that look on his face, which is business. Nothing personal. 
just business. And he's going to haul off and punch you in the face. And he is going to get 15 versus your AC. 15. So that hit. But you're pissed. So I'm going to say that any any time that we draw, it goes against you. Okay. Yes, because fine. you are pissed right now. Um, or at least you've been trying to get pissed. Um, because you didn't roll too badly on your constitution check, I'm not going to give you disadvantage and stuff. But that's the, that's just a small thing. Biddy, on the other hand, is wanked. So <laughs> I, I was just about to say, that because we're not actually physically in combat yet, I I want to do a dex check to see if I can load a crossbow bolt <laughs> into my crossbow and see how that goes. Uh, you go for it, yeah. Yeah, okay. Oh! Yeah, that slides in like a glove. Fair enough. So, uh, so there's a comment there. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. a natural twenty, in case anyone was wondering. Okay, so Bleak, this guy's going to haul off, and he is going to punch you, and he gets you square in the jaw, take three damage, and stagger back. Everyone, roll initiative. Yeah. I should have said that one thing. Ouch! Nine. Fifty. Seventeen. Slow start, please. Dice are beginning to warm up a little bit. You've got, your, you've got your one out yet, but... Yeah, yeah. Good to get it out of the way quickly. <laughs> so, 17? 17, yep. Yeah. Uh, 12? 15. 9. Top of the round. Rude. Malorn Blink is the only person in the building at this point. He's just going to go to the side, and you've just seen him stumble back into the, the door, which is kind of half open on the other side. So it's, it's still at 90 degrees of the building, so he's kind of like... He might have actually been doing his own thing at this point. Go to the middle <laughs> right, and then you just see him flattened back up against this. So wait a minute, who, door. who punched Bleak then? Big Jack. Big Jack. Big Jack. Big Jack. Is Big Jack still there? You don't know. You haven't seen him. All, all you have seen is Bleak kind of like ghost into the the building. Oh, because I've started that now. Yeah. You've okay. heard a big slap, <laughs> and he's just come flying back across the door. I'll shout very loudly. I'm coming in now. <laughs> and then entering through the threshold, far enough in that you know I can. Take a look around or whatever. Walk straight in. Because um, like just inside the door or past where the door is, because it's at 90 degrees of the building. You're going to walk past that, so you're like five, six feet into the building. Yeah, yeah, properly into the building. Properly into the building, you're just going to walk straight in. Ten yeah. foot? Yeah, yeah? Why not? Okay, so you go in and you don't see anything in front of you. Yeah, I'll turn around to tell these guys that I can't see anything in the building. And as you do so, so pick a direction, which way you turn? I'm turning left. You're turning left. As you turn left, you fail to see the guy who's just punched in because what's occupying your thoughts right now is the two guys behind the door who look very large and upset. Okay. Hello! Stop! <laughs> You're just going to shoot. <laughs> I'm just going to shoot one of them. <laughs> uh, please do so with disadvantage. Uh, so that's six and ten. So. Six plus my... Uh, no, no. Push your time. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Eight. So eight is not going to hit him. Mm-hmm. Just, just go wide. Oof. Yeah, the kickback. You went, you went, you didn't remember there's kickback on a, on a crossbow. Because there is. Small. Is it? Oh, okay, cool. Not a huge amount, but there is a bit, yeah. Enough for you to miss. Enough for you to miss, yeah. yeah. Being pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Almost so, as if the crossbow went off by accident. Yes, yes. <laughs> Sorry, it just went off in the hand, you know. They are not going to take kindly to this, and <laughs> both of them are actually going to draw their swords now. Um, so they weren't actually had weapons drawn before, but they're going to advance 
straight straight towards you. One of them's going to go towards you. One of them's going to go towards Bleak. He's going to sort of like hop around the door and go towards Bleak. The one um, coming towards you is going to take a swipe with his sword, and he is going to get a ten versus JC. No, no, eleven. Uh, and against Bleak, that is going to be even less versus JC. So that's a no. And. Big Jack is going to come forward and he's just going to take advantage of you being sort of stumbled back a bit. He's going to come forward and he's going to try and grab you and brain you. So this is um, strength versus strength or strength versus acrobatics. Which one do you like? Acrobatics. Okay, so he is. you are looking to beat 15. Try strike. Awesome. So describe how you get out of this. And he comes forward try and grab you with both hands in the chest. Okay, as he's gone down to grab me, I kind of like just bent underneath him. I like un- underneath his arms and come up right, right behind him. So I kind of like. To his like, legs or to one side? I think just to one side, I've completely sidestepped him. So on the left is the inside of the building, the right is the outside of the building. Which way are you going? Left. Left, you're going inside the building? Cool. Um, so yeah, you, you tuck and roll this underneath him and get behind him. Awesome. Because I roll to a high, can I, can I have my uh, hand. Not hand cannon, hand <laughs> crossbow ready. You had it ready at the start, oh, you didn't lose it off. Yes. Still a <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's something we can work on. Karahad. All hell has broken loose. What are you doing? Fire. <laughs> <laughs> hearing voices in my head. I am the god of hellfire! <laughs> I want to storm in. I see this melee going on with Jack right in front when I come in. Basically, I just want to storm into Jack with my shield. So I come in, trying to protect myself and just use my weight just to throw at him. Okay, so you're going in with it, so you're not trying to kill him, you're trying to try to brain him. Yeah, 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 definitely. Okay, you are going to make uh, an attack versus AC, and this is going to be, I'll say you're proficient with a shield because that's your fighting style, so it is your strength plus proficiency. So make an attack. 15. Do some damage. Let's say, um, who's got a dagger? That's a, what, that's a D4, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. That's a d4. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to say it's about the same. So yeah, give me a, a d4 damage plus your strength modifier. One. Plus your strength modifier, which is just reference. <laughs> so six damage. <laughs> um, and are, are you are you wanting to do non-lethal damage specifically? Yeah, yeah. We want to talk to him first. We want to find out where Barnes is. So that's non-lethal damage. The, the mechanic of non-lethal damage is you just have to tell me you're doing non-lethal damage. There's always a way you can do it, even if you've got a very lethal weapon in the hands. Okay? Don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> non-lethal damage. Hitting him with that. Yeah. cannon. Poking the eye. There isn't always a way to do You throw a grenade at someone. <laughs> All right, then. Uh, so you're trying to knock him out. Beat him upside the head, and he seems a little bit dazed, but he sort of blinks off and he sort of rounds on you. Bleak! I am going to see if I can do a sneak attack on one of the other two people who are engaged. One of them's engaged with Gimbal, so I'm trying to sneak attack him. Uh, no one's engaged with me. No? I'm nope. still outside the door. Oh, yeah. That's true. You're still outside? Right, okay. Um, <laughs> one of them um, has. One of them is engaged with Rue. Okay, I'm. Can, it says here I can sneak attack him. One per turn, do an extra 1d6 damage to a creature you hit with an attack. If you uh, the attack must be used as a finesse or a ranged weapon. You don't need advantage on attack roll. If another enemy of the target is within 5 feet of it, that enemy, uh, that enemy isn't incapacitated. 
you don't have disadvantage on the attack roll. So is that slicer what you do? Yes, it is. However, um, this is point blank range. So if you want to use that hand crossbow, it's going to give disadvantage. You get advantage with a sneak attack, yeah? Yeah. Or is it just extra damage? No, no. Uh, if, if I get, I can do it if I've got an advantage, or I can do it right, if I don't have advantage, I can attack someone. Okay. If you're attacking with the hand crossbow, because you just sort of like jinx one way, and it basically brought you just behind this guy who's attacking Rue, you are point blank range. You have disadvantage if you want to use your crossbow, but if you want to use your daggers, you can do that. I'll use my daggers. Cool. Or one of my daggers, anyway. One of them. Okay. Yep. Okay. Go for it. So I am rolling to an attack. Seven. He's going to miss. At the end of all, <laughs> but it says, "Yeah, okay. nothing on this." Thank you, <laughs> Gimbal. What's going on? I can still see it in the room, yeah. Yep. Have I got clear line of sight on anyone? You've got line of sight on Room Carad. You've got line of sight on Bleak. You can see Big Jack, and you can see uh, the guy who was trying to engage with uh, with Room. Mm-hmm. You cannot see the guy who was trying to engage with. Bleak from around the door because he was doing it kind of like, like turn around and shank him. Cool. cool. I'm going to draw my bow and I'm going to go for. I'm going to shoot the big Jack, but I'm going to try and non-lethal damage. Is he fully fully in the doorway? Like, is there enough space that I can see everyone in the room? They are all basically in a line. In a line, right? Cool. So he's at, at this point. Uh, you can see Big Jack over the top of Karahat. Cool. Right. I'm going to see if I can shoot him in the gluteus maximus. That's the root carad. Oh, no, okay. <laughs> do it. So I can do it. No. If you want to do it, you'll do it with disadvantage. No. Do you want to give yourself inspiration? Just, just, just bend the arrow. You do. <laughs> you do actually have inspiration, so you can counteract and just roll flat. If you want to spend your inspiration to get advantage on a roll, you have disadvantage on. Just means you roll normally. Go on then. Awesome. Go on then. Ouch. Nine. Doesn't get him. No. Is that, is, is that it? Uh, no. So you, so you rolled a nine. Was that with your modifiers? It is. Yeah, that was with the modifiers. Oh wait, no, because it's that was I was using the initiative. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, eleven. You rolled eleven. Doesn't quite get it. Ah, bollocks. Okay, never mind. In that case, I'm going to. Um, yeah, I'm just going to dart forward through the doorway. Can you get in the doorway? Yeah, get in the doorway. Stop anybody else getting out. So you're just literally in the doorway. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, which puts you just behind Karahad, yep. just inside the doorway, right up in this guy's face. Oh. Alright. Room! This uh, never goes to plan, does it? How How is everyone situated? There wasn't a plan. What? Where is everyone <laughs> in relation to me distance-wise? How close is everyone? Distance-wise, you are uh, within five feet of Bleak. Karahad is about ten feet away from you on the other side of this It's, more, it's more the, the bad guys, yeah. <laughs> the bad guys. There's one in your face. Mm-hmm. There is one who is not quite in your face, who looks like it could be in your face very soon. Yeah. And there is a gorilla about so, you know, ten, twelve feet away from you okay. on the other side of... In that case, then, because I'm still drunk, and I didn't actually genuinely mean to shoot at this guy, he just kind of went off in the hand, and, you know... So I'm gonna I'm gonna talk I'm gonna try and talk my way out of this <laughs> by starting going. Oh, I'm very very sorry. I just went off in the hand. Didn't actually mean to do anything by that. I just wanted to really have a chat with you guys. And as I'm saying this, my fae presence is gonna come out in my inebriated state. 
which is the ability to project a beguiling or fearsome presence of the Fae. As an action, creatures within ten foot cube of me make a wisdom saving throw against my warlock spell DC. If they fail, they are either charmed or frightened, my choice, uh, until the end of my next turn. Okay. Go for it. Uh, so it's your... What's your DC? My spell save DC. Is, yep. Yeah, 13. And it's a wisdom saving throw? Yes. So. Okay. So I'm going to roll four. Big Jack. Doesn't make it. Oh. This is the, the guy next uh, nearest. So uh, the guy <laughs> behind the door who tried to shank Bleak. Uh, that is that's actually the, the guy you were talking to before that's brass play. Um he gonna save and then his friend who is up in your face is also gonna save. Which is a shame. Now the interesting thing is the first time I've used this power, I don't really know how to use it properly and it's just coming out completely by accident. The guy who I did actually make it on I am going to frighten him. You're gonna frighten him? Yes. He is now frightened by me. Despite the fact that I am politely talking to him, my face becomes very gaunt and quite dark and eyes kind of set back and just everything about me takes on a dark, angular, fearful kind of presence. And despite all this, I'm still just talking away as if nothing is wrong. Can the rest of us see it? Or is the effect only on him? Like, obviously he's scared by it, but can we see the effect that's on your face? As an action, creatures within... Oh, technically, you guys have to do a saving throw as well. Maybe. Creatures. Yeah. Creatures, so yeah. So you, everyone except Karahad and... In fact, no, just Rue, because you're the only one within ten feet. Everyone else is... Basically, the, the big jack was about ten feet away, and everyone else is on the other side of him. So it is just Blake. You're going to roll a wisdom I'm saving throw. 19. 19? Yeah, you are so fine. fine. So it is up to you whether they see it, um, or whether it just doesn't affect them. So, so they see it and they're not bothered, or they don't see it at all. I'm going to say that you sense some kind of energy in the air. We, we, Sorry, we're, we're outside yeah. the range. You sense some kind of energy in the air, and you know that something strange is happening with me, but it just doesn't quite register with something what's going on. Something stranger than usual. Something stranger <laughs> than usual is happening with me, and, but you can't quite place it, and it just makes you feel a bit, oh, I wonder what that is. What's, what's going to happen is everyone's actually going to notice, uh, probably he doesn't notice because he's looking the other way at this point trying to kill someone, is that Big Jack is actually just going to stand there just staring at Rue. Blank look on his face. He doesn't look like, you know, he's not trembling or anything. He's just got his blank look on his face like something is happening he doesn't understand. <laughs> and I'm going to say that he does not get an action this round. Because yeah. he's just locked. Like, oh shit. So you you just basically in his eyes you you basically you know that uh, that moment in the Lord of the Rings yeah where it's like uh, it, what they do is they focus one lens one way and they focus another lens the other way and it has the effect of drawing stuff out. So when if you first see jaws the, as the, well, they use it a lot in that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it's, uh, it's on the but the bit where they find mushrooms and they look down the path. Yes, yeah. there's, there's this the like, bit the bit that I had in my head that it would be like was actually the bit where Gandalf gets angry at Bilbo and starts going and he starts getting big and dark and I really wanted to describe that but I thought no that's that that just yeah. be ripping it off that's what I was Latent trying to describe yeah. yeah I was trying to describe that but differently it's, it, yeah it's, it's the hitch it's the was it Hitchcock um, Dolly focus where you draw the camera back and yeah. focus forward from, yeah, yeah. from Vertigo yeah mm. he actually invented that yeah yeah so it's been used all over the place so yeah he's he's going to see this see this thing like basically you appear to be kind of getting closer but without moving 
whilst the world fades away behind you and you go dark and angular and just like you described it, he's looking into your eyes and he sees his own soul and he's gone. His friends, however, are none the wiser. So one of them is still going to take a swipe at you mm-hmm. and he is going to get a 13 versus AC. Yeah, that definitely hits. And that is going to be... So he's going to have a dagger. Two points of damage. Because this is three days ago, we're currently working on the hit point level for then, and not when it's... You're at full. Right, okay. Right so that's Apart so. from those two that you just took. Right, so, right. Two, did you say? Two. Right, and okay. then his mate is going to take a swipe at Bleak for 18 versus JC. It's going to hit. And that is going to do three points of damage. Karahad, he's hit a guy in the head. Yeah. It turned him to look at Rue. Rue tried to make friends with him, and now he's staring like... He's scared out of his mind. I just want to smack him with my shield. Just knock him down. Okay. Do Can't so control with, him. Do so with advantage. Because he is, he's not looking at you. He's remembered! He remembered! All into it once. Didn't do well. <laughs> Nine. <laughs> is that including your plus seven? No, no. Sixteen. Sixteen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Roll a die. You want some comedy? Add a number. <laughs> Bring the comedy in. Fuck <laughs> comedy. <laughs> really annoying. <laughs> Five years later, <laughs> he's actually running the game. <laughs> All right. So uh, yeah, sixteen is going to hit. Do you want to do some damage? I just want to take him down. Non-lethal damage. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, so you are rolling again. What was it again before? It was a D four. Yep, plus your strength modifier, so d4 plus 5. 9. 9, yeah. Um, so as he turns around and sort of goes, oh, the foot, you just catch him in the back of the head and he goes down like a ton of bricks. Yeah. Bleak! Or in fact, no, uh, Karahad, you've still got movement left. So you, um, you could move yourself up adjacent to these guys and use your shield for them. Bear in mind, you, you have a shield thing, so on, on not your turn, you get to impose your shield and impose disadvantage okay. on an attack roll, only if you're adjacent to people. So if you wanted, you could scoot around and be adjacent to both of these guys. Okay, I'll bring myself into the floor, yeah. Okay. Cool. So you're going to sort of move up off to the right, around, you know, circle around Bleak and kind of like position... Yeah, I want to make sure this guy's down so we can get back to him later, but yeah, he'll carry Oh, him. he's down. Yeah. yeah. He's, he, is, he is dreaming the dream of innocence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, let's do that. cool. And Bleak, you're going. The guy that was up top, he's here. I wish you were going to aim and fire at him. He is in your face. This is point blank. You're going to shoot at him? Shoot at him. I aim the um, hand crossbow just under his chin. Try to fire. Okay, roll it. And you're going to roll with disadvantage because this is not how you operate a crossbow. And it's point blank range. 23 and 19. It's going to hit. Do some damage. <laughs> Five. Five damage. So you try to put it under his chin. He's all jinx away, but it actually opens up a gash alongside his head. So, yeah. Gimbal. Gimbal is going to see that everybody's now in a scrum, close quarters, but I'm going to imagine these guys probably haven't taken much notice of me. I'm a bit of a small guy. They're a bit... They're engaged. Can I get a sneak attack or a surprise attack on them? No, because you're not a rogue. However, if you want to take the hide action Mm. and move in and you get a successful check, then on your next go, you can attack with advantage. With advantage, because you're hidden. Cool. I'm going to do that then. Okay, hide. So make a stealth check. 12. Alright, so you're going to slip into this building? Yep. yep. So I'm going to duck to the left, in the shadows, behind the door. Okay, so you can get right, with that um, check, you can get right behind both of these guys. You can sort of, sort of slip into the gap between the door and 
these guys because they're now facing into the building, facing these guys. Cool. Speaking of these mooks, Brass Bay is going to take exception to uh, having a new scar, which is going to make it hard for him to blend in the crowds. He's going to get an 18 versus your AC. That hits. Uh, with his dagger, which is going to be a 2 damage. Fuck's sake. Why can't I kill you? <laughs> and his friend is still going to have a go at Rue, and that is oh. going to be 9 versus your AC. I was going to say, don't I go before these guys? Yes. You're right. Take that two off. <laughs> Get ready oh, yeah, to put yeah. the four on. It could be worse, yeah. Yeah. So, sorry, that, that is my mistake. Yeah, Rube, go ahead. Okay. Um, I've never been punched in the face before, so despite the fact I'm bleeding, I'm kind of amused and pleased by this because it's a new experience and I love new experiences. <laughs> that said, I'm not very keen on it. And my gut reaction is I pull out one of my daggers and I try and stab the guy closest to me. It just seems the natural thing to do. <laughs> so I'm polite. Yeah. So, and that is 16 with, um, oh, 18. It's going to hit. Do some damage. Fuck right. him up. One uh, plus nothing. So one. <laughs> <laughs> Just okay. start poking him at the end of the dagger. <laughs> yeah. So he tries to take a swipe out of you on the, the last last turn. And you sort of, you know, get him on the return kind of thing. So you, you just sort of nick him on the way out. Yeah. Okay, so there's these guys go again. So exactly the same batting order. We've got Brass Bay going after Bleak. That is going to be a 22 versus your AC. Which is going to hit, and he is going to do three damage. His friend is going to roll a 21 versus Rue's AC. Uh, yes. <laughs> Easily. And that's going to do four damage. Karahad. While this is going on, I want to sneak up on the one that's closest to me. Would it be Brass? Uh, you can't sneak anywhere, you're right in front of him. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought they were back. <laughs> had their backs to me. Never mind. You know, you've, you snuck in between um, Rue and Bleak. Yep. And yep. they are facing these guys. So you're, you're, you're sort of okay. between those two. Yeah. Looking at these guys. Yeah, I'm just going to have to go for it. Although there's nothing else I can do. Who are you going after? Just going to pick Brasby. Okay, pick so he, he's already bleeding. So, yep. Uh, he's fighting Rue. Yep. No, no, he's not. He's, he's just fighting Bleak. Mm -hmm. uh, go for it. Well, I just want to strong arm him. You just want to strangle him, so you want yeah. to grapple him. Where you're going yeah, to hit him. you're just going to grapple him. Yeah. Okay, make me a strength check, please. Strength athletics. Thirteen. Thirteen, which is opposed by him. I'm going to say that he's a bit of a thug, so he is going to oppose with strength athletics as well. He rolls an at twenty. Ouch. Sorry. So yeah, he he managed. You sort of try and get him in a wrestler's grip, and mm. you know uh, he he just grabs your wrist and throws you away. Not good. You can move if you like. You want to stay where you are? Yeah, I'll stay where I am for now. Bleak? I'm going to go, hey, yeah, grab him again, and I'm going to fire him again. No, no, I'm going to use my dagger to plunge at his chest. Go for your dagger. Do you want to draw your other dagger, or are you just going with a crossbow and a dagger? Crossbow and a dagger at the moment. Okay, so you can go for the dagger. Um, make your attack then, please. Nine. He, he's, it actually strikes home, but he appears to be wearing something underneath his clothes. It's protecting him. He's upgraded. <laughs> Gimbal. Okay. I'm going to stab at Brass Bay. Cool. Take it. Okay. So... 19. 19 is going to hit. Do some damage. Cool. So... What are you, what are you hitting <clears throat> with? A rapier. I haven't got a dagger or anything, so cool. Five. 
Five. So that's where I spoke. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're, you're going to stick him right in the gluteals. <laughs> um, and he, he screams out, he's not going down. But he is, he is not happy. Rune? Um, I'm going to continue with the whole effort with the knife and just start slashing wildly at this guy. <laughs> I'm kind of out of my depth at the minute because, you know, obviously I'm, I should be firing Eldritch Blasts at this guy, but I don't know any of that yet, so... Um, have you got Eldritch Blast? I do have Eldritch Blast, however... You haven't used it yet. I haven't used it yet, and because I haven't used it yet, I don't know it, and therefore I don't know it five days from now either, so therefore I don't I know, know it Because you've never cast it before in the game. Yeah. You, this could be your first first time doing it. No, because I've already decided in my head that I don't know it five days, <laughs> five days from now. So I have, I've completely hamstringed myself in that I have none of my spells or cantrips available to me at this exact moment in time, apart from minor illusion. Fair enough, but you do have a point of inspiration, don't you? Oh, I do. The thing with inspiration is, spend it while you got it, because that yeah. would have got you inspiration again. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I'm gonna... You have two inspiration? No, you can only have one at a time. Okay, I am gonna um, spend that to roll with advantage, and that's a 17. And that's a 7, so the 17 plus, so 19. It's gonna hit. Get ready for the whopping damage of one! <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you managed to just like nick him in exactly the same place on the other arm. <laughs> really? <laughs> Death by a thousand cuts. You, you're, you're essentially shaving him. Isn't yeah. it? <laughs> well, no, actually, f- f- just for my own benefit, can I say that I managed to cut him in exactly the same place I cut him before? So it was like a paper cut within a paper cut. No. Oh. <laughs> not for a one damage. Come oh, on. Not. Um, if you've got a 20, you can name your strike. But yeah, yeah uh, so. They, he's now determined that you are not a serious threat, so he's going to turn um, on to Karahad, who is a great big dwarf who is looks like no, a fucking dwarf. <laughs> Sorry, I've got the lady's been cut twice. He just goes, yeah, fuck this. <laughs> Walks away and just leaves me still just slashing at air. Murky. No, 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 even better. Robin Hood at Men in Tights. Slashing at a bleeding box. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the flying guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Alright, so he's going to take a swipe at Karahad. That's going to be 15 versus your AC. 14. 14? Yeah. Hits you. Yeah. Let's do some damage. Finally, yes. Uh, and that's going to be a 3. Whereas Brass Bay is going to go for Bleak again, he's going to miss Wild. Because he is not fucking happy right now. Karahad. I want to get some revenge for just getting hit. <laughs> and I want to get on my hand axe. Just take a swipe. The little cool. hand axe. Cool. Yeah, roll yeah. for it. One. <laughs> <laughs> you rolled a one. Yeah. Um, um, a a one always misses. I need. I was yeah. going to say even that one it, always it, misses. Fair enough. Um, not on skill checks, but one always misses. So yeah, you take this thing out and you just fail. Go absolutely wild. He just dances out of the way. Rubbish. Bleak. I'm going to stab him again. <laughs> Brass bay. Yes. Yep. Go for it. Ten. Ten does not hit. Gimbal. Gimbal's going to do exactly the same. Um, so he's just basically going to take another stab at um, Raspberry. Mm-hmm. 20. It's going to hit. 4. You're going to thrust up at this guy and it's just going to go straight underneath his, the bottom of his ribcage all the way through his lung and he is just going to collapse and gurgle. Cool. Really? <laughs> really? I'm just, I'm just going to lock it and go, he's dead. <laughs> right. Room. I'm giving up on the knife. Mm-hmm. It's not really doing any good. Despite the fact I've managed to slash someone twice, they've left me alone because I wasn't a threat. 
So I, I'm going reverting back to the crossbow. And because he offended me, I'm going to take a shot at the guy who walks off. Okay, so you're going to move back a bit. I'm going to say that he's not going to take an attack, attack opportunity because he's caught up with the real fighters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, <laughs> go, go for it. I'm going to back further into the building, and that is a mighty 20, not natural. Okay, so you're going to loose this crossbow bolt off. That's mighty three damage. Three damage. Okay, that's, that's, that's better than no damage. Mm-hmm. Okay, out of the corner of your eye, you are going to see someone approaching from behind you. Karahad. Can I see Barnes? Come in. Uh, yes, you're going to see this guy trying to come out of the shadows behind Rue. It looks like he was, he was actually trying to come up behind him and, and just slice his throat, but Rue kind of like, obviously was aware of him. Yeah. Uh, what would you like to do? Uh, can I use my go to run over to Barnes to get him? You certainly can. Yeah. You are in contact with the enemy at this point. If you just want to run over and have a go at this guy, yeah. then you can't take the disengage action. If you took the disengage, that would, that would be your action for the go and you could just run over and that would be it. But if you want to take an attack of opportunity, you can disengage without taking the disengage action. You just book it over there. Yeah, I just want to go over there. Okay, cool. So, last, so, last surviving guy is going to take a swipe at you. And that is going to be a 17 versus your AC. 14. Four damage. But you're going to get over there and make your attack against this guy who's just come out of the background. Yeah. You don't know who he is, by the way. <laughs> Uh, 16. It's going to hit, do some damage. What are you doing it with? I'm doing it with my um, my hand axe. Cool. So I'm just taking a split. Six. Six damage in total? Yep. Bleak. The guy's attacking me, isn't he? Actually, it was the guy who was um, attacking Rue who then turned to Karahad, who's now still alive. Cool. I'm going to shoot him with my hand crossbow. I'm going to roll with advantage with my inspiration. Yep. That's 26. That's a natural 20 as well. It's a nat 20, max damage. Plus 6. In fact, no, it's not a max damage, so it's well, your damage died twice. So that's uh, 8 and 6. 86, so total? 15. 15 damage. Holy shit. Yeah, uh, you take this guy out in spectacular fashion. How do you do that? I kind of like stagger up behind him, place the crossbow at the back of his head. I look, look away, fire, and the brains just go everywhere <laughs> away from me. I <laughs> go. <laughs> Mm. Who's next? Go on. Go on. Who was looking at this when it happened? Rue, I think you were, you were um, you were looking at the guy behind you, who was trying to sneak up on you. Carahad was charging towards him. Yeah. I'll have been looking at it because I was I was I just stabbed Brass Bay, who was in front of. This is the first life you've taken, and you've then just seen a guy's head explode. Make me a Constitution saving throw. Fuck. Sixteen. Well, the good news is you don't throw up. <laughs> <laughs> The bad news is, this is going to haunt you. Alright? Not right now. You can keep it together now. You're not going to have anything mechanical off it. Not going to have any sanity effects and things. But this is the first time you've ended a life and you've just seen someone die in spectacular fashion as well. So you felt a guy shudder in his death throat on your sword. You're going to have to incorporate that into your roleplay. That's fine. I know exactly how I can work that in eventually. Cool. Uh, Blake, yep. So you've got a movement. movement. I'd like to look around. Yeah, you are You are going to see this guy just barely in shadows. Barnes? Is that you? Pal? Buddy? <laughs> he's going to look around. He's going to see that his friends his, or, you know, his friends are all on the floor. For all he knows, all dead. Although, uh, Big Jack is not dead. He's just unconscious. Very unconscious. 
and he actually has a heavy crossbow. So he had a knife out when he was obviously coming up, but he's got this heavy crossbow loaded just at his leg. And he's going to back off into the shadows a bit. And he's going to talk to you and say, Bleak, what are you doing on my gaff? Come here to have a chat. Put, put the crossbow down and come over here. Come on. Let's talk this out. Fuck off. Broke in. I was let in. I was let in. Are you here on business? But technically, yes. Because you better fucking not be. You know there's no business going on. I'm not going to give a non Who's paying you? I know, Blake, you're professional. It's not personal. You leave now. I'm not going to take it personal. But I'm coming after whoever it will. They've locked me in, he- in here for three days. I needed to kill something. <laughs> oh, I always knew you were fucking weird. But it's okay now. Look. Look. It's all okay. <laughs> we, we, we can now talk. I have increased my calm. So, yeah, he's, he's still going to keep this thing levelled at you. Call this ape off. Not an ape. <laughs> Chimpanzee, maybe. <laughs> not an ape. Chimpanzees are apes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you wouldn't have heard of chimpanzees, but you would have heard, like, mountain gorillas and things like that. That's not a very nice thing to say to him. <laughs> he has feelings, you know. <laughs> um, what are you trying to accomplish here? Are you, are you just seeing where it goes? Uh, I, I just want to wind him up. All right, cool. Uh, let's call that charisma intimidation check, please. Ten for intimidation. Oh, do I add, to, add, add my... Charisma to that. Yeah, your charisma intimidation right. skill. Sorry, that's uh, 14. So I'm, I'm trying to play like the, the kind of like, I might have gone a little bit insane, but obviously I am very only in my faculties. I'm just shy. Yes. Yeah, everyone put your weapons down. I'll put mine down. We will walk away like gentlemen. I don't want to get them dirty. So I think I'll keep hold of them for now. You can keep his race. How do we get out of here? Carad, I think you've got some terms of, of how we can get out of your life. Leave the Oak family alone. Oh. The Oak family. I haven't got a clue, mate. Widower. Three kids. Two boys and a girl, is it? Yeah. I love how you look at me like I know. You've got to stand about them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's the, he's the one who's uh, close to the family. So, yeah. Them. They paid you for this. They couldn't afford to pay me not, not to come back tomorrow, and they paid you for this. Addressing bleak. Whoa, whoa. We're getting paid for this? <laughs> I was going to set them on fire. But, no, are we getting paid for this? No. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. Okay. I'm not setting them on fire. <laughs> Nobody's getting set on fire. That, that is an excellent suggestion. Excellent, my friend Dwarf. Excellent suggestion. You're suggesting we set people on fire now, but You might take umbrage of that, because that's a racial reference, and people don't do that. Just to remind you, <laughs> the setting. Setting on fire is definitely not a thing we're going to do, because we're all civilised, businessmen. What were, they, what were they paying you? And wherever it were, I'm sure we can reach an agreement. Can I roll perception on that, and see why you're so keen for nothing to get set on fire? Insight. Insight. Because I'm, I'm thinking we're in a room full of boxes, there might be something explosive in here. Eleven. Eleven, uh, you get to ask me one question. Okay. Is there anything explosive in this room? That's a perception. Oh, fair enough. Okay. So it's about this guy. Is, is he telling oh, the truth? Is he hiding something? Okay. What's he feeling? Is he hiding something? Yeah. No. Fair enough. I think he's being honest. I'm going to put my sword away. Excellent stuff, my lad. That's how I want to see it go. Who's the kid? You trained him up? <laughs> Not really, though. No. <laughs> right. You're still going to be set on fire unless we sort this out. 
basically, we are taking umbrage to you racketeering and putting the squeeze on families, um, in particular the Oak family. Yeah, leave the Oak family alone. We don't want you to see you there again. Or any other family. Or Mr. No Brains here comes you as well. One of you is performing the intimidation, the other is helping. So the other is giving the other person advantage. Who is doing the actual intimidation here? So is it Bleak playing the psycho, or is it um, Karahad flexing and doing his thing? What's your intimidation? Three. <laughs> okay, I've so, got plus two. so describe how you're intimidating this guy. What, what are you doing to actually make, make him see your way? Well, I've, I've got my axe, and I've kind of got it up in the air. You can see just this big presence, just huge. I'm just standing up right in front of him, just saying, like, I like to his I was gonna say, yeah. just like, this yeah. huge dwarf, just like, with his things in the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> just the whole axe up and flex. It's yeah, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. your bicep then becomes like twice the size it was. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's grown exponentially. Or he couldn't quite see. So he just decides to hold it up and sort of you know, see your forearm bulging in his huge, huge arm and shoulder, can't he? This you sort of scratch the back of your head in the axe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this Maybe is what we say here. Point at a few things. Have you seen the size of him? You, you could probably pull you apart. You really want to piss him off? So, roll with advantage. 20. 20. <laughs> nice. Versus this guy. He's, he's going to get a saving throw, so... No, he doesn't. Uh, um... He, he's going to back right the fuck off and sort of his back is actually going to go up against one of these racks that's there with these boxes on it. It's just going to, like he didn't realise it was there, it's just going to buff into the back of this thing and just go, right, all right, fine. I think I know what you're talking about. Fine. I'm not I'm not going to go near them again, all right? They're off limits and we won't talk about <coughs> this unpleasantness again, shall we? Should we shoot him in the leg? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll shoot him in the leg. Well, they just do. <laughs> Everyone, I'll just hit. Uh, whoever's trying to shoot you, so it's, it's yeah. So it's just this is a, a quick draw between. Um, I only want to shoot him in the leg just to pin him. Bleak and bounce. Yep, go for it. Do you shoot in the leg? Roll with uh, roll initiative. Eighteen. Eighteen. Uh, yep. So you're going to win that. Roll with disadvantage because you go for a cold shot. Cool. Can I just take? That was the lowest. Yeah. No, 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 that, that, the, the lowest was 18, if I roll the disadvantage. Lowest is 18? Yeah. Alright, yeah, you're going to hit him. No, it's going to have the desired effect. Do some damage? Nine. Nine damage, holy fuck. So this thing's going to uh, go straight to the meat of his leg and pin him. The bolt itself is going to go all the way through and stick, sort of halfway in, like the flight's... You, the flight isn't sticking out of his leg. So it's like stuck in, in it. Yeah, he's, he's in the leg and it's pinning him to this uh, this box behind him as he's exited his leg. And he's going to howl in pain and he's going to drop his crossbow. Cool. I'm gonna walk which up. is going to discharge. And let's see if anyone's unlucky. Okay, everyone, please roll me a flat d20. You're looking to beat 7. 14. 14. Oh. 19. 10. Okay, it goes off. It doesn't hit anyone. That could be very dangerous. And he's he's just gonna, he's screaming out in pain, and he's going to try and drop, but he can't. So he's sort of gone to one leg, and the other sort of drags him up, so he can hold himself up again. And he is not a comfortable man, and he's screaming. I'm going to walk up to him, pull his leg off the out of the air thing. You bastard! I'm going to sit him down, take off his weapons, and bring him to the side. Okay, are you going to try and stop the bleeding at all? No. Okay, he's in a bad way, and he's lying there. He's going to look up at you, and, and you can just see naked hatred on this guy's face. Okay. 
We're gonna call the guards. We're gonna say that we protected you against the people that we killed, the people that are on the floor. And then that'll be the end of it. And it's your job to make sure that they believe it. Because if they don't, guess what? <laughs> right, and then remaining cold blood in front of the local constabulary. Good call. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so he's going to look up at you and just he's just going to grit his teeth and he's just going to nod. But I always knew you were a smart lad. <laughs> and at this point, he's also going to wet himself. <laughs> because he's in a lot of pain. He smells horrible. It's not good luck. <laughs> From not too far away on the other side of the warehouse, you just still hear her. <laughs> Where you suddenly realise that I've sat myself down on a wooden box and I'm eating corn-based snacks that I've <laughs> pulled out of my cloak and just watching all this unfold. I'm, I'm, I'm going to bow. And it's night time. <laughs> you are... At this moment, gathered around the corpse of one of these attackers, and he is covered with scales. So much so that it, it is obvious they're shining in the torchlight, his, his dropped torch. And you can see that his face is kind of deformed. His mouth and nose are pulled forward. His upper teeth are jutting out noticeably from his, uh, his bottom jaw, so he's got a, a pronounced overbite. But his, his, his mouth looks almost like a muzzle. I mean, it's, it's projecting very far forward. And his forehead is sloping back. Okay. And he has a wound in the centre of his thing from his dagger. However, as you're standing there looking at him, Rue and Gimbal, you're going to get this weird feeling around you of more. Just more. Whatever is around in the world that sometimes you feel when you do strange things, you feel more. This wound glows slightly, and he seems to dissolve, and he becomes a normal man. Regular, normal, unremarkable man in front of your eyes. Well, that's not weird. And we'll save it there. Dungeons & Dragons is owned by Wizards of the Coast. Game World is an original creation by Paul Bennett and Robert Sanderson. The song was Shards of Glass by Louis Brabus the Bedroom Six. If you want to get in touch with us, you can reach us on swordnutradio at gmail.com or on Twitter at swordnut. We'd love to hear your feedback, or if you just want to shout out, send us your name, where you're from, and a random fact. Thanks for listening. That was, that was a huge boss fight for fucking... <laughs> I had no idea what was going on at all. Uh, well, that was... Uh, I was very happy that I'd written down some random names at the start. I didn't know what I was going to use them for. But I just wrote down all these random names. Um, so the other guy had a had a name as well. Um, so I might recycle that name for something else. Firstly, let's do the sync thing. So let's have ten seconds for the room noise. For <laughs> fuck's sake! That was amazing. Kind of a better time. Mm-hmm. Yes. Ah, you have dice. <laughs> I, ah, I like dice. There's little things in them. Yeah. Spark. Yeah, it's, not, it's not solid, is it? It's, it's solid. It's very fake. Fair enough, they are very fake. Something else as well. We can have it on. Recording. Sorry, sorry. Outtakes. Yeah, there's peanuts in the middle of the table and it turns you all into monkeys. That was the idea. It's a, it's a really big taboo here to um, claim a title that is not your own. It's punishable by death. So if you went around saying, oh, I'm a knight, I'm Sir, whatever, and you are not a knight, you have not been knighted, 
um, and someone finds out you are put to death. It's a huge, huge, huge taboo. And it looks at you. And he's gonna... You're surprised. Uh, resistance means that you're <coughs> half. Cool. Down, down. <coughs> Sorry. So I try, I try my hard to get all the way through that going. Is <laughs> the only problem with peanuts? It is the peanuts. And you just keep doing that to go, while backpedaling. It's, it's kind of, it's, he says it's weird. It sounds hilarious. Gimbal. Oh, and sorry, I owe you a token because that's one of my first level spells. Indeed. What's that? But the I'm tokens sorry. invented because of a buy. Your poor accounting. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Take this dice. Now take this die. When I say advantage, you roll both of them at the same time, okay? <laughs> how how long have we played this game? <laughs> so what did you what did you get? I'm gonna make not tequila. <laughs> do, do you mind me freestyling that? No, go for it, yeah. yeah. Do you want to take a break before? No, you no, I'm getting it. Just some roleplay here. I will be setting someone on fire <laughs> during the session. Snow takes on casters. Da, 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 da. Oh, okay. <laughs> Watch the first episode. Where jolly men are going about their work. <laughs> Hi ho! <laughs> that was exactly what ran through my head. <laughs> the firefighters of Manchester are happy. Yeah, it's a good thing. They have been fed. <laughs> Okay. Just so clockwork, clockwork, kind of. Well, the old guys. I just need to wind it. Up. <laughs> <laughs> you use um plus strength, just plus five, plus proficiency. So it's plus seven. Okay. What's eight plus seven? Fifteen. Fifteen. Okay, we got there because Tom doesn't know how to play this game. Not problem. I'm not gonna say it. Sorry. Just gonna do something a bit. Escape. We can bleep it, it's fine. We've got an explicit tag. It's fine. It's fine. Jesus. <laughs> we'll get one of these out of you eventually. Woo! <laughs> <laughs>